This is the Book Marketing Action Podcast, and I'm Becky Robinson. Since 2012, my team and I have partnered with more than 100 authors to launch more than 130 business books. On this podcast, I'll share the best insights and actionable ideas from our work so that you can implement sustainable activities to reach your goals for your book. Whether you're a seasoned author looking to breathe new life into your book or someone who dreams of writing a book someday, this podcast will help you be more successful in getting results as an author. Hi, everyone. It's Becky Robinson here, and I'm so excited for another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. And today I have the pleasure of meeting for the first time Ronnie Rock. And I found her on Instagram as I've been following various authors. And I was really impressed by some different perspectives that she had about the value of a book in the world and also about the difficulty of marketing a book. And so I'm really excited for this conversation and for you to learn from Ronnie. So as we dive in today, Ronnie, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, about your book, and about your work in the world? Sure. Well, again, Ronnie, my name is Ronnie Rock, and that is a legitimate name. It is a nickname. Real name is Veronica, and I am a woman, a friend, a sister. I am an orphan. Both my parents have passed away. I'm a wife. My mom, I am a GG to two cool grandkids, and I am an ever trustee lap to a rescue dog named Pearl that has a lot of attitude. Vocationally, I am a marketing executive, have been for a number of decades working in both television and then the airline industry and in retail. But for probably about the past 13 years, I have been in the nonprofit ministry space primarily in orphan care and advocacy for the orphan and the vulnerable. And that is what I do. I do marketing and special initiatives for orphan outreach. So I write a lot of story and story that will inspire you to take action. It is, uh, if you think about what marketing is, marketing is it's a variety of things, but at the end of the day, What marketing does is it provides value, right? It helps you understand the value of something and then it allows you to see the value that you can even contribute back to that thing. So that is what I do vocationally. I do write and blog and I am a contributor to Joyful Life magazine. I focus on work-life balance, which I will tell you just bottom line, the very first time I wrote for them, I'm like, it's a joke. There is no such thing as balance. So just take a breath. You're fine. But I do that. And then I am the author of One Woman Can Change the World. And it is a book that helps you learn to embrace your God-designed influence and impact in the world. I know One Woman Can Change the World kind of sounds like a big ballsy title. Like, yeah, I can do it all. But it is honestly... It is a focus about how God crafted you emotionally, spiritually, physically as a woman, how unique that design is. We look at women in scripture, but then you also get to meet a lot of women around the world who are doing beautiful kingdom work that you will probably never see on a stage or having a big voice as an influencer, because they are focusing on what really matters. And they are focusing on the space that is in front of them and investing time and energy into that space and into those people. So there you go. And I live in the um, Texas Hill Country, I guess, in Austin, Texas. So 
if you're ever in my area, Casa Rock is open and the Wi-Fi is in Boozgut. So there you go. Well, and I know we talked before we started recording and you have a birthday coming up next week. So this might be a great time to follow Ronnie so that you can wish her a happy birthday next week. So let's talk a little bit about your author journey, about your publishing choice and about what inspired you to write your book and what that's been like for you. Sure. Now I'm going to you know, say straight away, I have friends that say, oh, I've always wanted to write a book or that the book publishing experience was a part of my journey as a writer. Now for me, that was not the case. I have always loved to write and fancy myself really a storyteller. I am capable of writing about anything, but my joy comes in telling a story and especially stories of hope against a landscape of just destruction or a landscape that feels very desolate. I love to find those stories of hope. And so I was a corporate gal and I wrote my stories on the side and I wrote a whole lot of 15 second copy for television on the other side. And I remember somebody saying, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I said, I don't have 50,000 of anything in me. Now I can write a whole lot of captions for pictures and I can write a lot of commercial copy. That's like 30 words. I don't got 50,000 words in me (laughs) at all. But part of what I do with my job is I do travel. I used to, and will again, travel internationally. And so I had been in several different countries doing work and writing stories. And I came back from this multi-country visit and I was feeling very weighty. And didn't know what to do with it. Honestly, it was I felt depressed. And I felt like, it's like I just feel like there was something like, you know how you get those like, I feel like God's trying to tell me something. I can't figure out what it is. And I sat with a friend and I said, she goes, well, just talk to me. So I shared with her some of the things that I had been experiencing and people that I had met, she said, you know, maybe you're supposed to do something more with those words than just a simple blog post or a caption on a social media post. And for whatever reason, it just settled in me. And I said, oh my gosh, I think I'm supposed to write a book. Because at that point, I realized that every ministry I had worked with in a multitude of countries around the world, with the exception of like one or two, they were all founded by or run by women. These were countries that where oppression, where far from the liberties and luxuries that we have in the U.S. And we even try to figure out where a woman's place is, right? We debate inside the church of is woman's place in home or is woman's place in the boardroom and all of those kind of things. So we get confused about it. But these were women like in India, where women aren't supposed to have a voice at all. But these were women that were lauded in their communities. And women that were, there's one particular woman, she lives in a part of the world where less than 1% of the world is Christian. So far different than a place where we have all of these freedoms and stuff. And so I started thinking about it and I thought, you know what? I'm a marketer. I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to take these books, I'll make them into an anthology, I'll be your trusted tour guide, and we'll raise money for a school. Had it all planned. Like, it's just going to, it'll be a marketing thing. 
it won't be a book. It'll just be a marketing thing. And so that was my original thought is like, oh, I'll use this as a promotional tool to raise money. And I was going to raise money for a school in Jamaica because I'd fallen in love with one of the women and her spunk. And I just really wanted to support her. What happened though, in the midst of writing that book is as God does, because he's that, he's that kind of God is as I realized, as I started writing, I realized that there was a deeper story and it wasn't supposed to be an anthology with me as a tour guide. It was actually the story of transformation. And I was a piece of that story. It's not a full memoir, but there is a piece of the story of the transformation that happened in my life from coming from the US and thinking that everything could be solved with three steps written on a whiteboard. And if they're alliterated steps, then they're even cooler to this place of complete and total trust in the Lord and in his design of me, instead of me thinking I had to fix things because that's what a strong woman did. It's focused on his design and allowing those gifts, talents, personality, emotions to shine right where I'm at. And that's what ended up propelling the book. So I'm a reluctant book writer. Does that make sense? Um, it, that it, was does. Not, it was not my original plan. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to do it, maybe I should, I don't know, I'll try the traditional route. So I did my book proposal the whole time going, yeah, nobody's going to want, it's fine. I'll write it. I'll just be done with it. I was not my best friend at all in the process. I um, had a lot of doubt and a lot of fear. So just to let you know, you people out there that think, think I want to write a book, but it seems scary. The answer is yes, it is. And go ahead and keep walking and just walk one step at a time. And so did the book proposal, found an agent that was good for me and my personality. And then it was, she worked on that proposal a lot. She sent it out and it was picked up by Ravel, which is a division of Baker Books. And I wanted to write them immediately and say, I'm sure you're mistaken. This is really thoughtful of you, but certainly you have the wrong person. Because <laughs> I still, again, the reluctant book writer, but now it's uh, out there. So I guess it was for real. <laughs> yeah. When I was in that process, Ronnie, I have a friend, her name is Barb Bruce, and she's an agent for Christian Books. And I've interviewed her on the podcast. And one day after I sent off my proposal, I was kind of telling her, well, I'm worried that because I have a relationship with this publisher, they're just going to give me a book deal because they've known me so long. And she looked at me and she said, Becky, there is no pity in publishing. Not at all. (laughs) And so I have to say that to you too. It sounds like you maybe needed someone to speak that truth to you when you got your contract. So you got the contract and you moved forward and you released your book. I know it came out a little bit over a year ago. It did. So I'm especially curious because you're a marketer, did that mean that you had a great marketing plan for your book? And what did you learn about marketing as a result of this journey as an author? So I did. You know, one of the things that you are asked to do as part of a proposal is to write a marketing plan, not a complete marketing plan, but at least what you and your experience and your connections and everything can bring to bear. And so I did have 
some ideas and then had a marketing plan in place with Revell. I would tell you, nobody was predicting at the beginning of 2020 that by June of 2020, we would all be in quarantine. And so I had a lot of great ideas and our original marketing plan included things like personal speaking engagements and a little book tour and a big launch party. And those things did not come to pass. We, in fact, if we wanted to talk more about what didn't happen during launch in the season of a global pandemic, I, I, there were a lot of things that normally would be included in somebody's plan. What we did find and what I found personally is the most important piece of any marketing plan is you. It is the author. It is the person. And it is you saying that no matter what comes of this book, it is a worthy book to be in the marketplace. And whether it is read by a million people or a hundred people, it is those words are still worthy to be shared. And I will say my book has been sold to more than a hundred people. It has been sold to several thousand people. And that blows me away, honestly, to think that there are folks that I will never have the opportunity to meet personally who have been given a copy of my book or who saw the title and felt it to be something that they might want to read. But I will say that from a book marketing standpoint, when all is said and done, remember that the most important thing that you need to hold on to is the fact that your words I'm going to talk about from a traditional standpoint because a traditional publishing standpoint, somebody is taking the time to invest money in your words before they go to market because they do believe in your words and they believe in their worth. But even if you self-publish, if you decide you're going to publish independently, your words still have worth. They do because you're investing that time and that energy. I had an incredible group of folks that rallied around me in a very, very vulnerable time as part of a launch team. And there's a lot of debate about our launch teams, good or are they bad? Do they do value? Do they help sell books? Having a group of folks that will rally around you in a time that feels tenuous that you're waiting and everybody is waiting for the day to arrive. And then the day arrives and then you're waiting to find out if anybody's going to respond to have that group of people that will remind you that they're in it with you, that they are bragging about you, that they are coming along beside you and that they're not going to walk away. They're still there, right? Those are important very important things to remember as part of any launch plan. I will, um, gosh, and I just got off, actually just got off a call with a group of authors and we were talking about things like what value, what were the things in a launch plan that were the most valuable to you? And all of us to a person talked about, okay, yeah, we might get a banner or you might get a bookmark, those kind of things. Do those have value? No. The things that had real significant value We're connecting like touch points. It's this, it is a podcast. It is an opportunity to let your voice be heard, 
to have a good conversation with someone, to have a book. You know, I know that book clubs, some folks like, eh, but those opportunities for you as an author to be able to connect one-to-one or one-to-a-group of people and develop that relationship, exceptionally important. And then we all, and I have to say, probably the most beautiful thing that happened to me personally, as far as my book launch, was the support of Ann Voskamp. She uses her blog to amplify the voices of other authors. And it was a lovely thing. I had strong book sales that day, a lot of comments, a lot of support. And Ann Voskamp took pictures of my book. Let's just talk about how that was a lovely thing. That is amazing. She is such Uh a generous person. She is and supportive and notes throughout the day, cheering for you. So proud of you. Your book is great, which is, again, it's, it goes back. It's personal touch points. It is the opportunity to have conversation, things like giveaways, that kind of thing. Those are, they might be fun, but they are likely not going to connect you to that reader in a meaningful way. Contest are not going to connect you to that reader in a meaningful way. So no matter what you do, uh, if you're an author and you are thinking about marketing, you're thinking about a launch plan, think about, and, and as I'm, and I'm saying this as a marketing person who has also marketed to you a television show you should watch or a night of watching a movie and drinking a soft drink and those things, is that the, the whole purpose of real marketing and even with a book you're writing, is about the experience that's going to happen when you open the pages of that book. What is going to happen? What will happen to you, you the reader, when you walk through the cover of that book and you walk through its pages, how are you going to come out the other side? So for you as a marketing person, whether you're the author marketing or you have a marketing firm, is to help contribute to that experience that a reader is going to say, I want to walk through the pages of that book. I want to feel that transformation happen in my life. And those are things that don't require a tremendous amount of money. Those are things that don't require a huge platform or a huge stage. Experience and allowing somebody walking through pieces of your book, letting them know what that transformation is going to happen. Again, that's a one-to-one conversation. That's you in a Bible study group. That is you in a Facebook group. That is such amazing advice. And I've never really thought about it that way before. So thank you, Ronnie. I'm thinking about what will people experience when they open my books. So yeah, that's amazing. So I want to go back to this conversation about launch team. And can you talk a little bit about how you formed your launch team, what your requests were of them, and what, if anything, you would recommend that other authors do as it relates to gathering a launch team for their books? I was very fortunate that Ravel, they found a launch team manager for me that I also had happened to meet and I adored her. And I will totally name drop here because she's incredible. Her name is Amy Odland and you can find her on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And what I loved about working with her instead of me managing, and, and that's probably one thing I would say is when it comes to a launch team, And if you are the author, do not manage your own launch team. 
because your head needs to be other places. You need to be providing them with encouragement. You need to be giving them the wisdom that they need to be able to speak about your book well and sitting with them and engaging them in conversation so then they can speak to others about your book, about the experience in a way that feels meaningful and relevant and does not sound contrived or um, rehearsed in any way. And so having someone else that is managing the logistics of it so you can then focus on the story of it is an important thing. And so Amy and I, we were true partners and we met and talked about what I could bring to bear. We talked about what she could bring to bear. She was great at engaging the team that nobody would have seen. It's all behind the curtain. It's real Wizard of Oz-ish stuff, right? It's all happening behind the curtain. But what she was doing is building strength within that team. And then what I was doing is partnering with her to say, okay, guys, I'm going to be in the launch team. I'm going to go live and I'm going to tell you a deeper story about this chapter. So then when you tell other people about the book, you can say, oh, this chapter, let me tell you a little deeper story about it. And so we made sure that providing that launch team with a true arsenal, really, of tools that they can use, little stories that they can share, quotes that they can use, images, graphics. I had pictures because my book is full of women's stories. So I knew all the women personally, had pictures of them, shared those. We did live events. We did interviews with some of the women in other parts of the world. So they got to meet them. But to me, probably the most meaningful piece of the launch team experience was getting to know those people and then helping them to understand their true value, not just in selling the book. It's not about a transaction, right? Oh, you give me a little bit of your time. I'm going to give you a free book and yay. Now go sell, go have, go forth and sell on my behalf. But learning their experience, letting them see how they personally connected to pieces of the book, finding out why it mattered to them. I ended up using their quotes when I would tell other people mm. about why they might want to read the book. How many people were on your launch team? I had, who was it? 134. (laughs) Amazing. So was part of your ask around Amazon reviews? It was. And you will find that Goodreads and Amazon are really the two places that you are encouraged to get reviews. Goodreads, you're allowed to do those reviews in advance, the actual launch of the book. Amazon, you have to wait until after the launch of the book or official um, sales date or the date it publishes. But those Amazon reviews are definitely important. There are magic numbers that you get to, you want to get to. Everybody continues to throw out the magic number of 100. You need 100 reviews on Amazon. And so you will have to learn as part of a marketing plan, you have to ask. And it's not just, I'm asking you to read my book. It's also... I am asking you to tell other people about my book. I'm asking you to be honest with me about what you thought about the book. Because I also, I don't want to give you something that you didn't like the next time. I want to know what it meant to you, right? 
as a writer, the I don't want to give you schlock. I want to give you meaningful things. And <laughs> now I want to know that matters to you. So that's why those reviews are important. And that's why you ask for honest and meaningful reviews. And you can tell if somebody has read the book and written it from a point of I've read it, or this is a book about some people <laughs> think. And I, I have a review on Amazon that is completely incorrect. And God love the woman. I think she thought she was being helpful, but she's telling a story that doesn't exist. <laughs> but she gave me five stars, but it's not the book. <laughs> that's so funny. It's about, that's, it's, it's a group of women that went on a mission trip. Like, nah, nah. <laughs> that's about five stars. So whatever. That is so fun. Well, thank you so much for investing this time with me today. I feel like I could speak to you all day, Ronnie. So I might have to have you back for a deeper conversation to learn more of your lessons over the past year since your book came out. But as we always do, I want to wrap up today's episode by inviting authors to participate with us and taking action based on what they've heard. And I think today, what I really want to call out is what you've shared, which is the value of a launch team. And Ronnie, we just met, so you don't know that my team does manage launch teams for authors, mostly business book authors. So if you're a business book author listening today and you're interested in finding out about the way we can support your launch team, I would love to hear from you. My email is becky at weavinginfluence.com. And we'll also include Ronnie's resource on launch teams in the show notes as well, because we want to make sure that you can have all the resources that you might need. But today, I'm going to recommend if you're planning for a book launch to really think about and explore this idea of launch teams. Because as Ronnie has shared, they can be so helpful to an author. And what I want to specifically call out, Ronnie, that I heard you say about launch teams, that's maybe not something that we've always done a great job with, is that the author showing up with resources for the launch team and connecting personally with the launch team can make it that much more effective. So I'm curious, Ronnie, what else have we talked about today that you think would be helpful for authors to implement? Far and away, no matter what type of book you have written, think about the experience that the reader will have in that book and allow that to fuel the message that you tell others about why your book matters. I love that. <laughs> I heard long time ago, and it was one of the most meaningful things that I had ever heard anybody say. And it was a woman who worked for a major publisher. And she said, she goes, I always think about... so." I wish it was my idea, the idea of walking through the book, but it was hers. She said, I think about in the Old Testament, how the temples had a door that the priests walked in and a separate door in which they walked out because the whole idea was they would walk in, they would experience the presence of God, and they would walk out a different door than they came. And so that whole idea, especially those of us who are in the faith community, have a unique perspective in that someone will walk through our book and experience God in some unique way, regardless of the topic. It could be about grief. It could be about joy. It could be about parenting. But if we are fueled by faith, then our book becomes like a little temple and someone's going to walk in and they are going to encounter God in a unique way. And then we want them to walk out a different door than they walked in. And I know that's for a faith community, but that is equally important in a business book, in an academic book. You want someone to walk out of your book changed. 
Amazing. Thank you so much for that. And Ronnie, I'm sure that folks who are listening would love to know where they can stay in touch with you. So why don't you share with us the best places where people can connect with you online? Sure. My favorite place in in all of the socials to hang out is Instagram. And I am at Ronnie Rock, and that is R-O-N-N-E-R-O-C-K. And then also I do post on my website, which is also ronnierock.com. I'm also on, I have a Facebook authors page. So if you're a Facebook loyalist, you can find me there as well. But my favorite place to hang is Instagram. Well, and that's the place I found you. So I want to once again, wish you a happy birthday. And thanks to all of you for listening at any point. If you have any questions for me, you can always email me, Becky at weavinginfluence.com. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you invested some time with me. I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. Our website has many additional resources to help guide you no matter where you are on your book marketing journey. Check out the show notes of this episode for links to valuable free resources to support you.